Hello, it's Nikki here, and I want to wish you a warm welcome to the Mummy Fit Time podcast. This episode is proudly brought to you by the Mummy Fit Time Community Group, a free support group on Facebook for like-minded mums who are seeking advice, tips, and inspiration for their health and fitness journey. I welcome all mums to join the free community and I have provided a link to the group in the show notes for you to follow so that you can join in with all the fun and make a head start on your health and fitness. Hi guys, welcome to episode 15 of the Mummy Fit Time podcast. Now this episode I was really pleased to get to have a chat to our guest speaker, Rochelle Glendon, um, who is the founder of How to Live Slow. And I think the timing of this podcast episode uh, with the release and the time that I was chatting to Rochelle has actually fallen at a perfect time when everybody is starting to slow down in their lives a little bit uh, as a result of um, the coronavirus that is going around at the moment and uh, a lot of events and um, activities that are being cancelled. So Rochelle uh, is the founder of, as I mentioned, of How to Live Slow, which is a YouTube channel and it's soon to be a podcast and it's designed to help modern mums find the antidote to overwhelm and instead create the, the intentional, slower family life of their dreams, which sounds pretty blissful to me. Rochelle is a qualified life coach. She's a reformed busyholic and mum to two boys. She's obsessed with personal transformation and believes that slowing down is as easy and as hard as making different choices and creating new habits. So let's have a listen to my chat with Rochelle. Okay, hi Rochelle, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Hi Nikki, thanks for having me. It's, yeah, it's lovely to chat. Yeah, it is, absolutely. We have been uh, chatting on uh, Instagram and um, doing some joint uh, promotions, especially um, towards the end of last year, just before Christmas with the How to Live Slow um, challenge that we were running. So I'm really excited that we've got you here today chatting about how to live slow. And something that I'm really keen to dive into is stepping away from the um, being busy for busy sake and how we step out of that trap but also bringing it into an exercise content. So it's going to be very interesting chatting with you today. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I think it will be. Yeah, let's get straight into it. Um, So first of all, I wanted to have a chat about, um, I guess, your experience with um, reducing the mental load and overwhelm, um, I guess, in terms of how you branched into your business with slow living um, and uh, what has led you to where you are today? Yeah, so slow, I started How to Live Slow towards the end of last year. Um, I just decided that, you know, my kids were getting a little bit older and I wanted to get back into life coaching. And the main conversation that I was having with a lot of friends was that you know we've got kids and how do we get back to you know exercising how do we get back to feeling like the weekends are for family Mm. and we're not just doing housework all the time and where do I ever find time to see my friends with in amongst all of the other you know we talk about the mental load with um, all the to-dos that we have and all the pressure we have on ourselves you know there's a lack of the village for mums in the modern 
sense, um, you know, so there's not always a lot of support around and we're not very good at asking for help either. So um, yeah, I, that's why I started How to Live Slow because I definitely think that a lot of the time that's what we really just need is to check out of that, that busyness yeah. and slow down. And that's what we all really want and it's what we all say, um, but we don't always have strategies around that. Yes, that's so, so true. We, we do talk about, yeah, wait, we want to be less busy, but yeah, you don't know how to actually become less busy. Yeah, exactly. So what about in an exercise context? Um, how, how have you experienced that in terms of exercise or what, what do you have to say around there? Yeah, for exercise, it's amazing because I used to do all the hardcore hot yoga hour classes and things like that before I had kids. Yeah. I did half marathons and I would train for a couple of hours on the weekend. Mm. And, you know, to me, exercise was either all or nothing. Yeah. And it was almost like a bit of a perfection thing as well. Um, then the kids came along and I had abdominal separation and two cesareans and Aside from not having much time, I was really nervous to start back at exercising um, in case I did extra damage and I didn't know what exercises to do. Mm. But over time, I just started to develop this story that, um, you know, I'm a mom. That's what my my focus is. And how can I take time away from the kids and family life to to focus on me? And, you know, I just was... um, had all of those stories about like, you know, I'm too tired. I don't have enough time and all of that. Mm. And um, then one day the chiropractor was going to the chiropractor for a really sore back and sore neck. And she said, I can continue to adjust your back Mm. and, you know, help you. I had a sore hip and everything, but if you don't start exercising and strengthening your body, it's never going to actually be a long-term fix. Mm you need to start doing some exercise. Wow. And I, yeah. And she said, I think Pilates will be it for you. I think that's what you really need because you've got no, you know, glute strength, no back strength, no upper body strength. And so because she said that, I was like, right, okay. Well, you know, someone else is telling me I have to do this, so I'll do it. So it's like that extra validation that, you know, you need to be doing this for your health. It's okay to do this. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And she sort of pointed out to me, you know, if you, if you don't, your kids, you're not going to be able to run around and pick up your kids later when they get heavier and all of that stuff. So um, it was that external validation. And I started going to Pilates and I'm amazed at the differences it has made to my life. I've been going for six months now and I have to say I'm so obsessed, but it has made un- like things that I didn't even consider things like Um, yeah, it does make me feel a lot more mentally clear. I'm able to prioritize. I need to go to bed because I want to go to exercise in the morning. Um, So I feel much more rested, which means I can cope better with the daily stresses of life and that overwhelm that we feel. And um, even little things like um, pushing the trolley at the supermarket has always been really hard because I had no core strength, but I've got more upper body strength now so I can negotiate the trolley. I don't know why I always had so much trouble with that, but it was just like, oh, that's a really cool, you know, little de- development. I hadn't really realized how exercise could really impact my, my life in so many different ways. I've never thought of yeah. it. 
something as simple as pushing a shopping trolley. You're absolutely right. Yeah, anyway. But, but, and also, like, I've never, even though I had the abdominal separation, I didn't have, um, you know, pelvic floor problems. Mm. Um, but I must have had some sort of weakness there because at nighttime, I no longer have to wake up to go to the toilet. Yeah, okay. So, in, you know, even though I wasn't, I didn't have, you know, bladder weakness, I still needed to wake up in the night to go to the loo. But now yeah. that doesn't happen anymore. So I'm getting better sleep from that sense as well. Yeah. Interesting. So in effect, doing the exercise has helped you to live slower? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it just helps me to check out of life for a minute. And I get that clarity of like processing, you know, just slowing down, just being in the moment of that class. Mm. And especially with something like Pilates or where there's an instructor saying, okay, now do this, now do that. You actually just have to be in the moment. Otherwise you miss an instruction and you're not, you know, yeah. So, um, and it just, you know, even that five minutes drive or walk to the class gives me that, moment to myself to think and mm. yeah just process thoughts so we often don't give ourselves that time and I think you're you're right there because <laughs> I'm gonna like draw on my little example from last night I worked myself up into such a, a tizzy of overwhelm because my brain wasn't switching off so it was going through my to-do list and I've got this and this and this and this and this to do but because I wasn't giving my brain any chance there to turn off that to do list was just going round and round and round and round in circles, making me feel like I was super duper busy. When in actual fact, if I just stepped away and taken 10 minutes out as a breather and turned my mind off, I probably would have come back and gone, you know what, that all doesn't need to be done at this very moment. And I wouldn't have felt like I was so extremely busy. Yeah, that's right. And also because you've actually if you do some exercise you're also physically tired not mm. and I think sometimes when you're mentally tired you do get that your brain can't switch off it's like yeah. almost on autopilot yeah but if you're physically tired and you've moved your body you've got all that you know pumped your blood and everything you, you feel tired you can lay down and actually switch off as well yeah, yeah absolutely I just had an image come across my mind there of you know when your toddlers get so overtired or your baby gets so overtired, they just go really crazy? It's kind yeah. of, I just had this image of my brain going crazy like an overtired toddler that needs to go to sleep but can't switch off because it's so tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's, I guess that's probably pretty true, isn't it? Like we've learned coping mechanisms as adults about that. But, yeah, we do get tired but wired, don't yeah. we? Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that, You've, you've, you've mentioned your exercise prior to children, which was um, running half marathons and doing um, a, a hardcore gym workouts or whatever it might be. And then coming back to my own experience, I, I run half marathons now, um, but I didn't discover running until after I'd had children. So my way of to slow down is getting out on trails and running and just having, I used to frame it as I'm running away from my children because it was just running away from everything that was going on at home and the hecticness of home life and having that hour or however long it takes of just 
me time to just be in my zone. Yeah. Is that and especially trails, yeah, like out in, the na- in nature rather than running yeah. the streets of the city. If you're out on the forest trails, it's such a beautiful way yeah. to do it. Well. Yeah, it is. So I think what my point there is that there's no like one exercise format that is going to suit everybody. Uh, there's like everybody's going to have different exercise formats that are going, still going to help them to reduce that, um, I guess, to, to draw in that living slowness yes. of their world. <laughs> I see what you mean. Yes, absolutely. Running is that, is that thing. Mm. Um, and you do get all the processing time when you're running. It's just you and the road or whatever. And yeah, you can, you can clear, clear your mind that in that way. I guess for me, when I say, Oh, I, that was that I was out, I had the mindset that I didn't have the time to do that because it was, you know, I used to be so, Oh, you need to train for three hours. It is time intensive. Yeah. 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 Time intensive. Whereas yeah, in hindsight, that was restricting me. Whereas if I just accepted, okay, well, half an hour or an hour is just as good than, or it's better than doing it, not doing it at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And do you think that the ladies that um, don't have those hours, so they don't have the hour to go to a Pilates class or time to go out running, like they don't have the space to go out running or whatever it might be. Do you think that doing even 10 or 15 minutes of exercise is still beneficial in um, slowing down their, their living and reaping from the, the mental benefits of taking that time to themselves? I really do. Yeah. Even if it is just 10 minutes or even just taking the, the kids for a walk in the pram or something, you know, mm-hmm. like I know sometimes it's a bit of an effort to get everybody ready to do that. But I think because for a lot of reasons, but one big reason I think is that it sets as much as it's counterintuitive, you think slow living is doing nothing, but it's not. Yeah. It's actually structuring your day in a way that brings you a lot of fulfillment. Mm. So if you know, especially in the year when you have, if you're on maternity leave, you can get into a bit of a rut where you, you don't leave the house mm. and, and all of that. So if you're doing some exercise, it's something that you've set in your diary that you can stick to. And it's a real sense of fulfillment from that point of view that, you know, especially if you've gone from corporate to being at home, you can feel like your days are a little bit higgledy piggledy. So if yeah. you've got something in your diary that you can work towards um, I think it's really um, a satisfying thing as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and it just, it helps you to feel like you're prioritising you in a time when everything feels about, like everything else, it's about everything else other yeah. than you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah. why, why do we need to slow down? Why is it not beneficial for us to just be busy all the time? Um, I think it's not beneficial for us to be busy because that leads to burnout. Mm. And, um, you know, we also, I don't know about you, but I often find myself feeling like busy is a sign of how important I am. Like that's sort of like, I don't know how to explain it, but if you're not busy, you're not being productive, which means you don't have value. Yeah. And I think... um, allowing yourself that time to rest and recuperate and also if you are working and you've got a you know you've got a lot of um you need that downtime to think 
and yeah. you know process and work through problems at work or whatever it is um, and often your best ideas come in those times when you're taking time out from work you can't be productive like the danish they only work for you know they have shortened work hours mm -hmm. and um they expect you to go home when it's time to go home yeah and yeah. Live with your family and you're much more productive like they know that you're much more productive if you're allocated a certain amount of time mm. and you have to finish and go and do other things <laughs> you yeah. know you get, you get your own time then so yeah yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right I think you hit on a really key thing there in terms of productivity um, because I know that my best work comes when I'm rested so on the days that I take a day out and a day off I come back and I do, or I am my most productive the day after that has taken place. So I definitely hear you when you're talking about, yeah, um, productivity and resting. We just had a, a small glitch, but I've got Rochelle back on. So we were talking about uh, productivity there, Rochelle, and um, how sometimes having a day away can, um, or some that time, just stepping back from the busyness of everything can help with productivity. Did you want to share uh, your thoughts on that a little bit more? Yeah, um, definitely. So, I mean, the rise of the mental health day, isn't it? Like... If you're feeling overwhelmed, the most important thing to do is to step back. So if, if you take action from an overwhelmed point of view, yeah, you aren't really thinking clear. Mm. So you often start focusing on things that aren't actually important or you, you get overwhelmed by your to-do list and you start working through them. But with that, when you take a step back, you can really have some clarity around what is actually important on this list. That, and that's it, what's actually important and having that clarity in the space to think about what's important. Yeah, and being able to see, I, I actually don't need to do these things today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you take some time out, like I said before, you can, you can gain a real, um, you, you become more creative mm. and you can come up with different solutions and different ways of doing things and you wouldn't be able to if you were trying to force the issue yeah and push through yeah so you mentioned mental health days and i guess in an ideal world we don't want to everyone be taking mental health days and especially if you're a mum at home with the kids you can't really take a mental health day because the kids are there um so would exercise work as a tool that you can use to prevent you from getting to the, that time where you just need that complete mental health day? Like would exercising be a tool that you can do regularly that gives you that chance to have that breather and to just slow down so that you, um, I guess, are feeling more clear in your day and stopping you from getting to a point of burnout? Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever noticed, well, you would definitely have, being um, someone in the in you know the fitness industry, I guess you'd yeah. call it, um, that the people who regularly exercise are a lot more emotionally balanced. They feel a lot happier. Mm. You know, you get all those lovely endorphins that release when you exercise, which just puts you on a high for the day. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you're sleeping better, lots of, you know, physical things that happen when you exercise regularly. Yeah. Emotional and mental well-being things that happen when you exercise regularly. Yeah. But also because, I mean, self-care is such a huge thing, isn't it? it and is. Everybody thinks of self, self-care as like bubble baths, right? Oh, I know. I talk about this all the time that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so not. Like real self-care is prioritizing your health and well-being. Yeah. And exercise is a massive part of that. Yeah. And it's really hard to like overcome that, especially like the mental load and the mum guilt and even asking your partner or whoever it is that helps you with the kids, if you've got someone um, to be able to say, can, can I have this regular time for myself? And, and, and even the fact of feeling that you have to ask someone else to help you to be able to exercise can be enough of a barrier for some people. And I know it was for me. Yeah. Um, Totally off topic now, sorry. But, no, um, no, I totally get it because I get mum guilt myself when I want to go for a run and I need to get someone to babysit my kids or whatever because my partner's not here. It's It, it can be a huge barrier. Yeah, yeah. and um, But I've found in my experience with my me going to Pilates, they're 45-minute classes, it's five minutes away. So I'm gone for like less than an hour. Yeah. And little practice moments of that you know, once or twice a week, then building up to three times a week of just saying, can I take this time out? Is it okay? Let's put this schedule in place so that I can have this time and you can have that time. Mm. And over six months, it's just become the new norm. Yeah. And it's just been a massive habit change for our whole family, but little hours here or there has then meant that I've been able to also say, you know, can I have this time to do this conference or this other thing that I want to attend? So yeah, um, it can be a little bit of a gateway into you releasing that mum guilt yeah. as well. Yeah, you're right. Mm. And being away from the kids and they get used to. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you being yeah. away. Yeah. Especially yeah. transitioning into school and things like them learning to say goodbye to you. If the first day of school is the first time they've ever had to do that, um, you know, it can be quite hard for them. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah sorry I definitely went on a tangent then <laughs> <laughs> it's a great tangent though it's one I'm passionate about myself so that's awesome well Rochelle we might uh finish up there today thank you so much for coming on the podcast where can um my listeners find you if they want to hear more from you well first of all thank you very much for having me it's been my pleasure to chat um, I'm on Instagram at how to live slow. I've also got a YouTube channel. If people want to watch a few more videos on slow living, especially for mums yeah. um, and podcast coming up as well. And there's the website, of course, too. It's all just how to live slow. Yeah. Fantastic. What I'll do yeah. is in the show notes, I'll link all of those as well so that our um, listeners can find you. Awesome. Thank you so much again. It was great to chat. Yeah. Thank you very much thank you for listening to this episode of the mummy fit time podcast i would absolutely love it if you could help me share this message with more people and you can do that by clicking a rating on this podcast episode the more ratings i get the more i am able to share this message with more people more mums just like you If you would like to find out more about Mummy Fit Time, feel free to pop over to my website. It's www.mummyfittime. That's spelt M-U-M-M-E-F-I-T. 
timecom au. Catch you next time on the podcast.